You're listening to Worshipology with Curtis Parks, a biblical, practical, and spiritual conversation about living and leading worship. Let's lean into today's episode. Well, hey, thanks so much for listening to the Worshipology podcast. This is a conversation all about living and leading worship, and we talk about biblical, practical, and spiritual uh, undertones to all of that. And uh, listen, today is actually going to be the last uh, podcast episode of this season, so I want to thank you so much for listening uh, to this season of Worshipology. We've got a great one in store uh, for next year. We're going to kick it off February of 2024. It's kind of crazy to say 2024 right now, but uh, yeah, we're going to have some great guests, worship leaders, songwriters, pastors, creatives, and uh, it's going to be a pretty awesome season. We've got some returning guests, uh, so just want you to look forward to that with some anticipation as we uh, bring 2023 Worshipology season to a close. And yeah, I mean, basically today, I just kind of want to talk about a few things. This is not going to be a super long episode, but just uh, a few things that are kind of uh, on my heart in mind right now in this last season. And the first one is this, you know, I just put out a fully instrumental record. It's called Sonic Meditation. Uh, It's 10 songs. It's got piano, cellos, pads, uh, some really cool lo-fi beats. And and it's really an album uh, that is just designed to help you connect with the presence of God. Uh, I don't know if it's just a sign of me getting older, but the the older I get, the more and more I appreciate and love instrumental music. Uh, You know, if, if you're asking me like what is your favorite type of worship music to just listen to in the car it's not going to be any of these top CCM artists or it's probably not even going to be you know some of these churches that we know and love uh, their worship albums coming out every single week it feels like and that's amazing but for me uh, the way that I've been connecting with the Lord uh, more recently in these last three or four years is really just uh, through meditation and prayer Uh, when I put on an instrumental album it just kind of helps get away all all of the noise and the clutter of my daily life. Uh, You know, we live in a very loud day and age. And sometimes I think, you know, even in the worship music that we're we're listening to and some of the worship music that maybe even we're writing, if I can challenge us a little bit, it's just like really loud and amped up and, and they're saying a lot of things. And I think sometimes the Lord really wants to just get in to those quiet spaces of our life where His voice is the loudest voice that you hear. And one of my prayers over these last, uh, you know, three or four years intentionally has been, Holy Spirit, uh, you know, let the voice of the Holy Spirit be the loudest voice that I hear in my life. And sometimes for that to happen, you just got to quiet everything around you. And so, man, I love to just put on an instrumental album and just kind of meditate uh, on a psalm or meditate on on something that the Holy Spirit's been speaking to me, uh, a lot of identity, uh, a lot of uh, just faithfulness and, and reminding of who God is. Uh, this time of year, just remembering the gospel story and when Christ came uh, to walk in flesh and bone and just meditating on maybe the Christmas story over these next few weeks. But I think, you know, meditation is kind of something that uh, we don't talk about a lot. And when we do, it's kind of with this, um, you know, taboo subject kind of thing. But, you know, meditation, it's a godly thing. I mean, you go back to the Old Testament and you've got, you know, David, you know, saying, I meditate on your law. You know, you go back to where uh, I think it was Isaac that was meditating in the field. And you just got to think, man, like they had something there that maybe we need 
need in this day and age. And there's just such a power of quieting your world and fully focusing your, your heart, mind, and soul on something. And for us as Christians, as Jesus followers, it's the Word of God. And so, you know, recently I started reading through the Psalms in the morning uh, with my daughter before she goes off to school. And I think we're on Psalm 5 right now. I mean, this is super, super new uh, for us. She's 11 years old. And so it's kind of like, okay, you're at that age where I think, you know, we can go another step deeper in, in your faith and really uh, start to make this your own. And and so for us, this is just our experience and our story, but uh, just made a decision to start going through the Psalms uh, before she goes off to school. And, you know, it's interesting. We were going through, I think it was Psalm chapter four or five this morning, and it's got that word Selah all throughout it. And there's many different Psalms that have the word Selah uh, just interspersed between all of the verses. And, and you know, honestly, we don't have a 100% accurate word in our English language to properly translate what that means. Uh, but some of the closest guesses are that the word Selah just means to pause and reflect. And, and I don't think we do enough of pausing and reflecting in our current day and age. I think we're, you know, even our prayer life might be us saying a ton of things and not even just listening to what the Holy Spirit might whisper back. But just remember, prayer is a two-part conversation. And part of that conversation is just listening and allowing His voice to be the loudest in the room. And so, man, I would just encourage you if you're, uh, you know, wanting to take a deeper step in, in, in your your prayer life and and uh, what does it mean to just meditate on the word? What does it mean to meditate on his law day and night? Uh, man, really just ask the Holy Spirit, what could this look like for me in this next season, in this next year? How can I live out a Selah? You know, David would write, um, you know, seven times I praise thee. And so it kind of got me uh, just interested in this this thing called the daily office and maybe you've heard of it it's it's really you know an ancient monastic practice uh, but it's like all throughout the day there's just different ways of of focusing your heart and your energy on the Lord you know through prayer through confession uh, you know through canticles through the Psalms um, and so look up that look up the daily office and just you know say man maybe maybe this next year I can be more intentional in my prayer life I can be more intentional about meditation and uh, you know what does it look like to to just listen to music without any words you know and so I think it was in 2021 I released the album called The Presence of God and that's really what uh, got me on this journey of just falling deeply in love with just music and, and it, and it no words, you know, no noise. It's just the beauty of a piano and cello and strings and, and pads. And so I hope that's a resource to you. I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes to, uh, to Sonic Meditation. It's a, an album that came out November 10th. So it's brand new. Uh, and I hope it can be a resource to you, whether you listen on Spotify or Apple Music or Amazon, uh, whatever your, your platform is, uh, the album is there. And, uh, man, I just, I'm praying over you as you're listening and, and, uh, as you're trying to explore just ways of going deeper in your faith, ways of going deeper in your prayer. Uh, you know, one of the most powerful uh, things I ever started doing, uh, and this goes back to my time in Washington, D.C., because Mark Batterson uh, was famous for uh, just his prayer walks and how the Lord spoke to him in a lot of his books. He writes about that just with his prayer walks. But when he was my, my pastor in D.C., um, you know, we would do prayer walks all the time as a staff. We would do prayer walks with our with our teams. And uh, that just kind of got me in a rhythm of walking and listening to instrumental music and then just talking to God and and 
you know, being open to hearing back from him. And, and so I would encourage you, if you've never taken a prayer walk, maybe in this next week, you know, walk around your neighborhood or, or find a, a local park or somewhere that, you know, there's hiking and, uh, and man, just go and walk and pray and listen and uh, kind of tune your full uh, attention, your full affection to God and uh, see if prayer walking uh, could be something that you grow in in this next year. I know this is a worship podcast, but, you know, I say this all the time that worship is just prayer put to melody. Uh, worship and prayer go hand in hand. Uh, I know a lot of people that are uh, on staff at a church as a prayer and worship pastor. And and so I think, you know, when we're talking about worship, man, prayer is something that you cannot uh, go a day without having. Prayer is the most powerful uh, form of communication in the universe. Uh, one of my favorite conversations from this past season uh, was with our prayer pastor here at Destination Church, Mark Donald. And uh, if you if you have a moment and you haven't listen to that podcast, do yourself a favor and go back and listen to that episode. It was so powerful. Uh, just all the different ways uh, that my mind was blown about uh, the practice of prayer and uh, how we make that something more intentional in our everyday life. So I just wanted to share just what God's doing in, in me uh, through, through the whole idea of just meditating on His Word uh, day and night. What does that look like? Uh, what does the daily office look like as you, you have these intentional moments throughout your day where you just refocus and uh, tune, tune your life uh, to the presence of God and so uh, I hope that's encouraging to you. And then the last thing I was going to say uh, to completely do uh, a different lane change here, but, you know, we're entering into that Advent season. Uh, you know, we've got a couple weeks leading up to Christmas. And uh, as we enter into the Christmas season, this is always one of my favorite times as a worship pastor, as a worship leader, and especially as a, a songwriter, because, you know, when you look at these ancient songs, um, well, I don't know if I'd say ancient, but, you know, songs written in the 70s. 1800s and 1800s by you know the Wesley brothers and and uh, Isaac Watts and some of these great hymn hymn writers. But you know, joy to the world. Uh, these lyrics like "Hark the Herald Angels Sing." We just did that this past Sunday uh, here at Destination. But uh, there's so many phenomenal, uh, timeless songs in this season, and it just makes me fall deeper in love uh, with the Advent story and the story of Christ coming uh, to Bethlehem, born in a manger, and uh, you know. My big question is always like, you know, whether it's, you know, leading worship at an Easter service or at Christmas, you know, those are two of the largest services. Maybe those are two of the services where you get more first time guests than than usual. It's, it's how do you approach a season where the story never changes, uh, but you approach it in a fresh and a new love, a new passion. You know, uh, I've been singing these songs. I've been singing Joy to the World for as long as I can remember. But how do you enter into this Christmas season as a worshiper uh, with just a fresh love? And I would say this, you know, when, whether it comes to Easter or Christmas, you know, those two stories, the story of Christ's birth, the story of uh, Christ's resurrection when it comes to Easter, those stories are never going to change because, you know, let's be honest, it doesn't get better than that. It doesn't get better than God uh, sending his son uh, to be born in a manger, uh, the angels and the shepherds and, uh, you know, Luke chapter two. I mean, man, the wise men, the whole story, it doesn't get any better than that story. That is the story of 
of Christmas, right? Um, the story of Easter, obviously, uh, I don't want to get too far into that because we're in Christmas season right now, but you know, the story of Christ's death and resurrection, man, it doesn't get any better than three days after his death, Jesus getting up out of that grave and changing history. I mean, those stories will never change, but I think the way that we can approach him can be fresh if we just focus on the fact that, man, the reason those stories are timeless, the reason that Christmas hymns are timeless is because of the power of what we're singing, the power of what we're saying. The Advent story, the Advent season is so powerful. So keep Christmas simple. Don't try to complicate it. You know, one of the things that, you know, I often have conversations with worship leaders around this time of year, and it's like, man, they get so stressed out. Two months of rehearsals, and you know, hey, if that's your church and this is something that you do every year, I'm not knocking that in the least. And if it works for y'all, amazing. I mean, you know, I think, you know, anything that we do needs to be done with excellence, and obviously excellence takes time. It takes a lot of rehearsals. Uh, But you know, for us, man, uh, we keep it simple. I mean, the story tells itself. Uh, It doesn't get any better than Jesus. And so we're introducing some really cool creative elements like with video and doing some cinematic stuff. I actually wrote a spoken word piece that our prayer pastor, Mark Donald, in his cool South African voice, uh, he's going to be speaking that. And there's some really cinematic video elements that tell the story. We we actually call the video Hope Has a Name. And when it comes to the songs, uh, man, we're just doing a lot of the songs that we always do. Because what did Jesus say uh, at that Last Supper? He said, do this in remembrance of me. There's so many times where, you know, Jesus would talk about the Holy Spirit as, uh, you know, our helper who would help us remember and he would bring back to mind all of Jesus' teachings and sayings, because we tend to forget what we should remember, and we often remember what we should forget. And you know, the Christmas story—the reason I love it uh, being retold and retold and retold—is because it's so easy to forget. And uh, you know, when we sing these songs, you know, I was just reminded about the power uh, of the lyrics of some of these hymns, like you know, "Risen with healing in His wings," you know, "Born to save the sons of earth," "Born to." give them second birth. Man, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Some of the most powerful lyrics you're ever going to see are written in some of these Christmas songs. And and so it's just this idea of remember. Remember how good God is that He would send His Son to be born in a manger, to live a sinless life and die on our behalf so that we could have life and have it to the full. I mean, just remember. And so my encouragement would be, yeah, if you if you got a huge Christmas program and, you know, you've got massive rehearsals going on, a lot of elements, a lot of this and that, man, I'm praying for you that God gives you the strength and energy to pull that off with excellence. Uh, but honestly, man, I would also encourage us, let's keep it simple. Um, you know, I love when Paul uh, wrote in the New Testament, like, I don't come at you with wisdom and eloquence, lest, uh, you know, the gospel be weakened. Like, the gospel is strong enough on its own. The Christmas story is strong enough on its own. Jesus, I mean, it doesn't get any better than Jesus. And so, man, keep it simple. And I, I my prayer is that you don't get stressed out. My prayer is that uh, you walk through this season uh, with just an anticipation instead of an anxiety. You know, that you walk with the hope and the joy and the love that we see on all the posters for Christmas, right? That you walk in this season knowing that, man, this is the greatest birth story, the greatest birth announcement ever told was in Luke chapter two. 
And so I would say, number one, just keep it simple. Uh, you know, how do you refresh the season? Keep it simple. Let the story tell itself. Uh, don't overcomplicate it. Now, I'm going to speak to the other side because when you're retelling an ancient story, you often uh, get an opportunity to bring a fresh light on it. And that's why I would encourage the songwriters who are listening, man, write some fresh Christmas songs and even give them some nods to the ancient hymns, you know? Uh, we actually just released a song, uh, Destination Worship. I'll put a, a link in the show notes, but it's called Angels and Shepherds. And, um, you know, it was probably one of the funnest songs I've written all year because I've uh, maybe one other time I've written a Christmas song called Thrill of Hope. But, um, you know, it's so hard when you give yourself like a, hey, I want to write a song about Easter or Good Friday, or I want to write a song about the cross, or I want to write a song about Christmas, like getting those types of subjects and writing a song and wrestling it down can be really, really difficult. And it was for us. I wrote it with uh, Caden Riles. He's our next gen worship leader. And uh, we wrote this song and just had a blast doing it. We got our whole team involved at a team night, recorded some gang vocals. Uh, we got some incredible musicians on it. Brian Beal on drums, Matt Podesla on guitar. And uh, it was just a lot of fun. We just released a music video. And so it was a great way to get our whole team involved uh, in a release and just getting people excited and fired up about the Christmas Advent season. Um, but I would just encourage like the songwriters, like write songs about Christmas. Uh, I don't think you can ever write enough about great stories. You know, I remember Michael Farron telling me one time, there will never be enough songs about the cross. Why? Because it's like the greatest moment in history, right? Where Jesus took on our sin and died on our behalf, uh, restoring relationship with God and God's people. And uh, you're just never going to have enough songs about the cross. Likewise, I would say, man, I don't think you can ever uh, have enough songs about Christmas. It's the greatest uh, birthday ever, if you can say it that way. And uh, so I would just encourage the songwriters, you know, how do you come into this season? Man, write a Christmas song or maybe do a fresh spin on one of the hymns, you know? That was a challenge that I took on personally. I did an album called Hymn Like Christmas, and I just took uh, a lot of the songs that I love to sing every Advent season. You know, Joy to the World, Hark the Herald, uh, Angels We Have Heard on High, uh, The First Noel. I mean, you name it, right? There's just so many great Christmas songs. And just giving it a fresh chorus or, or giving it a, a little bit of a, a modern day facelift with like a guitar part or a drum, a new drum beat or something like that. Um, so there's so many different ways to keeping this season simple and approaching it with a fresh uh, passion. Because man, let's be honest, like this might be our 20th Christmas leading worship, but for somebody in those seats in our church on a Christmas Eve service, it could be their very first time hearing the real true story of Christmas. And so, uh, man, my prayer is that uh, your services are packed and that you've got so many people that give their lives to Jesus in this Advent season. Uh, don't stress out. Uh, don't get anxious. Uh, but man, I'm praying that God would give you the hope and the joy and the peace that are really the reasons behind the Christmas season. Jesus came uh, to be the Redeemer and be our redemption. Amen. And so, man, let's not just sing these songs. Let's live it out this season. I'm praying for you guys. Thank you so much for listening uh, to today's podcast. Thanks for listening to the podcast in general. And uh, listen, you can support the podcast by uh, getting the book that really... Uh, 
is the heart behind this podcast. There's a book that was released last October called Worshipology, and uh, there's a link in our show notes, and that's one of the greatest ways you can support the podcast is by getting the book. I really appreciate each and every one of you guys. Have a great Christmas uh, and a happy new year. We're going to be back with season three uh, in the beginning of February 2024, and I cannot wait to see uh, what God has in store for next season. Much love. You've been listening to Worshipology with Curtis Parks. To learn more and to find resources for worship leaders and teams, you can visit curtisparks.com.